By the time I was thirteen or fourteen, they were already talking about the thousand ships. I knew better, but I held my peace. It would not do to let them know yet what I was. They might have killed me. They did not love the house of Priam, though they spoke of it still in fearful whispers. When they looked at me they might have suspected something, for even then I had my father's eyes, his flinchless gaze. But they said nothing, because they knew I was dead. I had been dead for ten years. In those days I had become old enough for my stepfather to leave me alone on the mountain to tend the sheep for days on end, as my uncle Paris had once done, before they found out what he was. On clear days, I could see far down into the Phrygian plain, west past it to the beach and the sea, sometimes even the shattered horse, its wooden head propped up against my grandfather's broken city walls. I was not forbidden to go there. My stepfather could forbid me nothing, because, in spite of the pretense we kept up for the villages, he could not bring himself to forget whose son I was. He was an old man, past fifty, When he first took me in, I fancied him old enough to be the shepherd to whom my grandfather entrusted my uncle Paris. All shepherds looked the same to me then, and even at five years old, I had known that he must respect me. After ten years, I still could not love him, though I was thankful that he left me alone, and that he did not often beat me. It was out of this deference, then, that he did not tell me not to enter the accursed city." But until my fifteenth year, I never did. I listened to the talk in the village, always knowing better than they, seeing myth already in the making. Nights, I watched the plain. Often the chill wind roared, drowning out the bleating of the flock. I would build a fire and warm a little wine in a vessel of baked earth. One night, a clear night, I saw the dead city glow, I knew the people were moving back, squatting in old storerooms of my grandfather's palace, laying down their sleeping mats on the cracked steps of its great staircases. I peered hard at the city. I have already said that I have my father's eyes, and saw the shattered horse touched by the pinprick light of many torches. Through its empty eyes the firelight shone, too, piercing rays that ran along the sand and into the wine-dark sea. For a few moments the torchlight animated the dead artifact. It seemed to glare at me, angry at the deception I practiced daily. Why do you tend sheep on the mountain? it seemed to say. But the voice I heard was my own voice, childish, half-changed, awkward. You're not a shepherd, it said but a king. I answered myself. Kings are for dreams. This is real. The icy wind, the arse prickly scrub, the stink of sheep shit. You belong to a time that has already become a myth. You mummify the past, the past only ten years old, and those who lived it not yet dead. You, who saw the fortress of Priam, the thousand ships. There were no thousand ships, I said wearily. Do you think there were even a hundred ships? I do not think I ever saw more as I stared out, pressed against the stone of the parapet walls. A thousand ships, said the shattered horse. 
but the fire in his eyes went out as the uninvited guests in my grandfather's palace moved their torches elsewhere or extinguished them so they could sleep. All night long, I was angry, remembering the old fires, other fires. They had long since been put out, but for me, they still burned.